In a world filled with information, where do you turn to get straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money? Lock it in to the longest-running financial talk show in Arkansas and let us help you build the bridge between information and application. Real financial change begins right here, and it starts with you. It's showtime! Good morning, and on today's show, America possibly on the verge of going back to work. What does that mean for the markets and your investments? We'll ask Ryan Dietrich from LPL Financial. Plus, building a retirement plan to survive this crisis or the next. This is the Get Ready for the Future show. Welcome in to another edition of the Get Ready for the Future show all across Arkansas on radio on Saturday mornings and live right now on your Facebook Live or on YouTube. We thank you for being with us. My name is Scott Inman and John Shrewsbury to my right and to his right, Janet Walker, as we now enter the eighth week of the beginning of the economic shutdown. But there is light at the end of the tunnel, as we've been talking about, guys, for the past couple of weeks now, the... the news, the messages that are coming out seem to be more positive, uh, seem to be like we uh, can start to formulate a plan to go back to work. We know that Governor Hutchinson in his daily press conference today here in Arkansas at 1.30 is going to announce his decisions on potentially allowing restaurants to open back up and some other uh, businesses as we get ready uh, to, to start taking those first steps of what has been deemed phase one. And, and I think we're all ready. I know that there mm-hmm. are some dissenting opinions about that, and, and, and we respect that as well. Uh, we have taken the steps to also follow suit on some decision-making uh, with regard to our offices as well. We have. And so here's how this is going to roll with GenWealth. Uh, we are going to return to work. We as a staff are going to return to work uh, if it's possible. So there are folks on our team that maybe have some extenuating circumstances like childcare and things of that nature. And also we have some people that are either uh, caring for folks or are around folks on a regular basis that could be susceptible, more susceptible, than the average guy uh, to uh, the consequences of COVID-19. And so we are continuing to allow those folks to to work from home and and obviously they make their own decision. I think the key word here, Janet, is voluntary. Uh, We are allowing our team to come back into the office on a voluntary basis if they would like to. Uh, And then also we are allowing our clients that feel like that it's okay for them to get out and to interact with us in the office. We're allowing them to come into the office, but we have some special uh, provisions and some uh, things that we're going to do to protect our clients that do want to come in. Yeah, so let's talk about the team because obviously if we're not protecting the team, then we can't protect you when you come in. Uh, for one thing, most of the team who doesn't have a child care issue or something like that, like you mentioned a moment ago, John, most of our team is choosing to come on into the office. But in our offices, we are, we're separated. There's, there's a good bit of social distancing inside of our buildings. When we're not in a meeting room with a client, everybody has, for the most part, their own individual individual offices and if they share an office there is a good bit of space so they've got beyond a six foot distance you know between them and the next person and we are cleaning like crazy so we're we're not we're not concerned about that we're not being flippant about it we're being very cautious but we do believe that we have that addressed at a reasonable level and then in terms of meeting with you as our clients um, what we are doing with that is we have some smaller meeting rooms that we normally use, but we have bigger meeting rooms. So think like conference room that might have 10 people at the table sometimes. If we have four people at a table that accommodates 10, we have the ability to spread out so that spouses can be in, you know, together there and then a couple of advisors who are farther apart from the spouses who have come in. And we're going to bypass all of our typical Southern touchy greetings. It is so hard. I met a new neighbor this yeah. week and and she stuck out her hand and I kind of stuck mine out and we both looked at each other and we're like no you know and just yeah. drew our hands back because it's very difficult to not greet in in that warm manner mm. but we're going to refrain from that and and for our long-term clients who normally come in and we hug each other we're going to refrain from that we're all having hug withdrawal over here but but we're we're just very focused on keeping you safe and healthy as well as 
follows our team. Had an occasion to see my son's in-laws in the office yesterday to drop off some stuff, and and it was incredibly hard because we were like. And, and she is a, a hugger, a hugger. And, yeah. and, and it was like, okay, we're just going to kind of keep our distance over here and wave <laughs> and all of that type of thing. Yeah. But but I think it's also important to know that we're going to be taking some steps to clean like yes. crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, do not get between uh, the, the Lysol and, and one of the Gen Wealth employees that may be going to Walmart <laughs> or something to try to pick up some more because they're after it and they're, they're yeah. cleaning like crazy. And so, Scott, we're going to do everything we can to try to accommodate. And obviously, we're going to continue to offer you the opportunity to meet uh, via video conference if you want to do that. And we we would love to do that with you. We want it to may be as comfortable and as easy as possible for you to do business with us. And so we're really meeting you wherever you need to be. I think of uh, a comment early on in the, the talk about reopening that Dr. Anthony Fauci made that it's not going to be a light switch. You're not going to go right. from nothing to everything in the new in 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 the way things used to be. So it is incremental, and I think it's going to be very important uh, for the psyche of all of us mm-hmm. to go back to work, to be able to work with clients, and for everybody else to be able to get some sense of that while still thinking about uh, restraining social gatherings. And, you know, sporting events probably is still a while away. Large right. entertainment gatherings, large events still a long way away. But we want to continue to be able to function, to serve our clients, and part of that. Uh, was also involved in the decision to waive our financial planning fees Mm -hmm. for those 55 uh, and older through June 30th. If you haven't heard about this, this is a a fantastic opportunity uh, for those of you who are getting close to retirement. We set the number at 55 because that typically, if you say the average retirement age is 65, that's about 10 years, less than a decade out now that people may be thinking about retiring And we know that people are tightening their financial belts right now. And maybe you've lost a job or lost income and and are really not wanting to spend any additional money. But we also know, guys, how important it is to plan for retirement. We see the importance of it every day. So we don't want the normal financial planning fee to be any kind of an obstacle for anyone 55 and older to not, or use it as a potential excuse to not plan for retirement. Let me talk to one group in particular, and this may encompass, quite frankly, a lot of people at this point. But if you if you are looking at your 401k, and I'll go back and use the statement that people used in 2008, and they felt like their 401k became a 201k. If you're looking at your 401k and thinking, I was going to retire this year, but now I can't, don't just definitively accept that as your reality. This is an opportunity for you to come in and find out if you can still retire. And I'm going to tell you, many of you will still be able to retire on time. You just don't know it. But now you don't have to worry about paying that financial planning fee. You can come in and get your answer personalized to your situation. Or as John said earlier, you don't have to come in. We can do that through video conference, but take advantage of this now through June 30th, if you are age 55 or above, and if you're married, only one spouse has to meet that age 55 requirement. So if you're age 55 or above, then come on in and sit down with an advisor and let's walk through getting your personalized retirement income plan so you know if you're on track for retirement or not. And I think it's also important for us to point out that we have gone to great lengths to be sure that we've got the facilities to exchange information with you on a secure basis. So you don't have to worry about uh, your information getting pilfered, uh, you know, online or something of that nature. We've got protections around that where we can do secure email and, and things of that nature. So if you have to send us documents, we can do all of that under a secure methodology. And so it is really uh, a, a new world when it comes to a lot of that for many of you. And we want to try to help you make that as easy as possible. If you feel like you can't come in, that's okay. We've got a facility for you. If you feel like you want to come in, that's okay. We're going to make accommodations so that your trip to Gen Wealth will be as as clean as it possibly can be. And uh, we will protect you uh, as best we can in that situation. Yeah, so. so here's how you do it. You can pick up the phone and dial 501-653-7355. You can do that right now. 501 501- Six five three seven three five five, and one of our team members will take your call and get that appointment set for you. You can also reach out via email info at getreadyforthefuture.com. We're going to take a break. Up next on the show, Ryan Dietrich joins us to talk about the markets from LPL Financial. Stay with us. Your retirement should be more. More what? More than just investments, more about you. 
Find out more when the Get Ready for the Future show returns. This is Scott Inman. At Genwell Financial Advisors, we understand that there should be more to retirement than just the size of your nest egg. Whether it's more time for family, a fresh start, or just stopping and enjoying life. Whatever it is for you, we know that your retirement should be more. With offices across Central Arkansas, there is a GenWealth location nearby. Call 501-653-7355 or visit us online to schedule an appointment and harness the power of more. Securities offered through LPL Financial Member FINRA SIPC. Investments and economics move at the speed of light. And we've got the latest information you need to know to stay ahead of the game. From GenWealth Financial Advisors, it's the fastest four minutes in investing. And welcome in to the Fastest Four on social media and on the radio all across Arkansas. Scott Inman along with John Shrewsbury talking today about individual stock performance and really more specifically some of the stocks, John, that have done particularly well, that have been bought quite a bit and performance has been very good. They've been kind of deemed the stay-at-home growth stocks, uh, basically the companies that have actually done quite well during the uh, economic shutdown. You know, I think from an investor standpoint, you can look at what's happening in the market one of two ways. You can be worried about the market going down and and what you've lost in your overall uh, asset level, or you can really be looking for opportunities. And we've fielded quite a few calls from clients and non-clients that, hey, where is that, where's that, that buy that I need to make in a particular stock? Yeah, and we we try to dissuade people from trading in individual stocks because it is just a little tick off of gambling, quite frankly. Yeah. And so what you've seen is a lot of these companies that have benefited from the pandemic, uh, you know, and you know the names as well as we do, those stocks are incredibly expensive right now. They have price-to-earnings ratios in the 50s, Scott, mm-hmm. as opposed to the general market, which, which should be somewhere around 12 to 15 in, in terms of a P.E. ratio. And so it is a classic setup of what got you here probably isn't going to get you where you want to go. And so we want to caution everybody about the the lure, if you will, of individual stocks. Here's what I know to be true after 30-something years in this business. I've never seen anyone hit a home run in an individual stock and and really become financially independent. I know that there's some, uh, you know, uh, anecdotal story out there that that somebody could say, well, this guy did it. Yes, that guy maybe did it. But as a general rule, that doesn't work. What does work? We believe diversification and patience and and planning works. But, Scott, it is just incredibly hard sometimes when people see a company that they're familiar with and they've watched the stock price and it's trading way, way below that uh, average stock price. They think, well, I'm going to go buy some of that because it will likely go back to where it was. Not necessarily so. There are conditions and and situations that are sometimes outside the bounds of what's going on with COVID-19 that could impair that stock for a long period of time. And it's certainly not something that you want to put your life savings in or certainly not something that you want to put any money into that you may need in a short period of time. So is there a place for an individual stock in your overall portfolio? I would say two things to that. One, I I think about a story my dad told me when I was younger and kind of enjoyed going to casinos. Yeah. Don't take any more than you can stand to lose. That's and right. It is. It needs to be considered money that is not essential to your retirement. And certainly as a general rule of thumb, and I think this may even be a high number, but we always say don't put more than 10% of your overall liquid net worth in a single stock. But I would say it probably ought to be less than that. Way less than that. And, yeah. and here's our policy at GenWealth. If you call us and you say, I want to buy XYZ stock, We will facilitate that trade for you. We won't advise one way or the other on that trade, nor will we advise on when to sell that because that's just not our expertise, not what we do. We can facilitate for you, but it's not something that we're going to be doing. And there's a real good reason behind that. We don't believe that it benefits you long term in your uh, effort to accumulate wealth or primarily in your effort to try to find a way to retire on time, on purpose. Well, and clearly these charts from LPL about the price-to-earnings ratio show that those stocks are overbought, so you probably missed the boat already. Absolutely. It's already gone up a little too high for you to want to get into that now. Chalk it up and keep on moving. That's right. That's it for the fastest four minutes in investing. The Get Ready for the Future show continues on radio right after this. Smarter, simpler, and more personal. 
The Get Ready for the Future show continues after this. We're back with more straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money on the Get Ready for the Future show. Hey, there's still time to register for a special online workshop that we have put together to talk about how you can learn from and move beyond the effects of COVID-19 in your personal finances, particularly retirement. Now, if you're listening on the radio over the weekend, this has actually already happened. But if you're watching today live on Facebook Live or on YouTube, tomorrow's the day. Seven o'clock is the time. We are presenting four questions we should be asking in light of the pandemic. And our special guest will be Burt White. He is the Managing Director and Chief Investment Officer with LPL Financial. If you want to register for this, and we've already had more than 100 people sign up for this, and space is limited, so if you want to reserve your spot, I would do it now. Go to GetReadyForTheFuture.com forward slash four questions. You can also find a link to register on our Facebook page. Now, Bert's tomorrow. Ryan's today. It's, yeah. it's LPL Financial <laughs> Week here on the Get Ready for the Future Show. Senior market strategist from LPL Financial, Ryan Dietrich, joins us. Good morning to you. Good morning, guys. Uh, glad to be back. Thanks for having me. Well, Appreciate it, it. It is always our pleasure to bring you on. Uh, we want to start. Let's go right into the road to recovery that LPL Research puts out. Uh, we, we've been watching this uh uh, almost well as soon as we every time we get an email I'm looking at it and I saw that today that the update had been made the the five signals we early in this crisis your team outlined five key factors and call them five signals that need to be in place to lead us to a recovery and I noticed there's been some changes since the last time we right. talked so talk to us about that yeah the one that I think the most important one guys that just changed earlier this week was a confidence in the timing of the peak of cases in the United States of COVID-19. You think about it we've seen a huge surge in the amount of testing over the past week yet the number of cases has actually gone lower. That was kind of that confidence we needed that we yes we likely have seen a peak in the number of new cases and that's one of the key things to this whole puzzle. You know, look at this morning, the Gilead news that we've had. Yesterday, we had positive news about a vaccine coming as soon as September. I mean, we've had some, some definite steps in the right direction on the uh, drug front and on the COVID-19 front. So that's a good thing. You know, also the policy response. I mean, that's the kind of the fifth part of this. And I think it's just so important to know what the Fed, because the Fed's coming up soon, and what the government has done are truly historic. We ca- um, counted it up. We think about 23% of GDP so far this year has taken place during, if you add up the fiscal and monetary policy we've seen, truly unbelievable. That's almost a bridge for, call it, two to three months of the economy virtually stopped what the Fed and what the government are trying to help here. And that's exactly what we have is an economy that virtually stopped for two to three months. You know, the market is obviously pricing in a recession here still. Um, also, sentiment and technicals, that's the one that's come off. I mean, guys, as of right now, we're 31% off the lows on the S&P from those March 23 lows. So it's tough for us to say we're quite as washed out as we once were with stocks up 30%. But still, overall, the road to recovery has made some major steps in the right direction. And the one that we really wanted to see more than anything was the peak cases rolling over. And that's exactly what we just upgraded earlier this week. Ryan, as we are uh, having this conversation on Wednesday around noon, uh, it looks like that the Dow is up about 2.5%, and the NASDAQ up about 3.5%, S&P about 3%. So, uh, again, a strong day. What do you make of this market recovery in light of really dismal economic news in terms of unemployment and GDP? Yeah, John, let's not forget small caps. Small caps are at 5% as we speak. The Russell 2000 has been up at least 1% five days in a row. This could be the sixth day, and it's just soaring. And that's the beaten up names, right? So those have started to kind of take that baton. But to answer your question, it, I've done this for 22 years, and I know, you know a lot of people have done it longer. I, I was just talking with Bert, I literally on a call before this. I know you guys have him later today. He was saying he's never seen a disconnect between the economy and the stock market like this. And I would agree. I mean, you know, when you see the headlines, worst GDP since uh, the Great Recession, uh, fourth quarter of 2009, 26 million people have lost their jobs. Earnings, I mean, earnings are coming in a little bit better than expected, but they're still going to be down significantly. The reality of the fact is you can talk to someone who's lost their job and say, hey, the stock market's up a lot. That's not really going to matter to them because the, the, what we're feeling in the economy is so different than the stock market. If there's any potential positive spin to this, though, what we've seen throughout history, again, stocks lead the economy. We found that the S&P 500 bottoms and starts to rally about 
anywhere from three to four months before a recession is over. Okay, and that's what happened with 2009 and other times. We think this this rally that we're seeing is is suggesting maybe there could be more light at the end of the tunnel the second half of this year. And we get all the scary headlines. We're not ignoring them. But one of the best forward-looking indicators we have for the economy is the stock market. Remember back in February when everything started going down and all that volatility came in, that was the market's way of warning us, oh, maybe something's happening here. And sure enough, the second half of March, first part of April is exactly uh, what we saw. So now maybe we get the other side of things where the market's going to lead us out of this and the economy can be a little better and people give it credit for the second half of this year. Ryan, we've had a lot of people across the country take advantage of kind of opportunistic investing. As as the markets mm-hmm. have been down, they've seen opportunity for some short-term gains. But if you were looking at this now with a long-term lens, which is what we would encourage our clients to do, what really? what value, what opportunity do you see uh, for our, our clients in a long-term way? Yeah, well, from a long-term point of view, let's not forget the S&P 500 is virtually flat over the past 12 months. So we've had the big rally, we've had the big pullback, and now we've had another big bounce. So it's important to put some context around the fact that, you know, stocks have almost, you could almost argue gone nowhere since the beginning of 2018, if you look at kind of the whole scope of things. But I kind of hinted at it. You see some of these beaten up laggards that are starting to take the baton. Two groups that I know haven't done well, but we, we do like financials and industrials. I mean, those are two of the more cyclical names, and they are all all of a sudden starting to outperform. And there's kind of two reasons. Well, industrials is probably a little bit more of our favorite name here. You know, you think about if the economy comes back online, we get an infrastructure potential uh, plan in play, which we think the second half of this year, those can do well. Also, healthcare is a group that hasn't gone anywhere for years. All of a sudden, with all the money being thrown at it, but with all the new drugs coming out, healthcare is a group also that we really are warming to here. So I think the key thing to remember is, you know, if you hold money long enough, historically speaking, in the stock market, you tend to see positive returns. I mean, on a 20-year basis, the S&P 500 has never been lower, okay, on a 20-year basis, total return. But when you're down 15 20%, those returns get even better. And I know it's very scary when you see the headlines. I, I get that. But again, year-to-date, S&P, as we do this, is down 9% for the year. I mean, this isn't, you know, this is a big rally, but it's not been that great of a year. And our stance at LPL Research is we probably don't go positive this year on the S&P. But we wouldn't be shocked at all if we can get somewhere between negative 5 and 0%, which is a little higher than here. But after 31% bounce, we think a pullback and some volatility. And it is sell and may go away right around the corner. Uh, but we think, you know, still stocks will outperform bonds the rest of this year. We are talking with Ryan Dietrich, senior market strategist from LPL Financial, a frequent guest on the Get Ready for the Future show. And Ryan, let's talk about the Fed. You kind of brought them up briefly Mm -hmm. in one of the other answers to our questions. Given their willingness to buy just about anything to keep the cash flowing during this crisis to to temporarily pull us through, let's talk about the long-term implications of that. When you factor in the interest rates, national debt, has it affected your view of the long-term outlook of the U.S. economy at all? Well, Scott, not really here. And you talk about the Fed. I mean, the Fed has an interest rate decision this afternoon. Um, We'll see what they say. Reality is rates are going to stay low for a long time. And the Fed, like you said, their balance sheet's nearly $7 trillion. It was $4 trillion not that long ago. I mean, a couple weeks ago, the Fed said they're going to buy junk bond ETFs, okay? I mean, the Fed is doing everything in their power to try to give some backstops. There's two, two things we think the Fed is doing, really, at the end of the day bring back confidence and liquidity. They brought back liquidity. There was a lot of liquidity issues this time a month ago. That's shored up. Confidence is going to take a lot longer. Um, But at the same time, what do we know throughout history? An expanding balance sheet on the Fed and low rates tends to be a bullish tailwind for equities. And I get it. What the Fed's doing is not really going to help the economy. That's going to come from the fiscal side of things, and it's going to come from doctors and uh, the healthcare industry. But what the Fed is doing, it potentially has more of a tailwind. Now, you mentioned debt. There absolutely is a debt issue in our country. That's one place Washington agrees, left or right, you know, use more debt. Why is that? Because when everything got killed, stocks, bonds, gold, back in the middle of March, the U.S. dollar was the strongest currency. We are the cleanest shirt in a dirty laundry. And as long as we continue to be that, I really feel the U.S. is going to continue to leverage that and continue to uh, run up debt. And the reality of the fact is if interest rates start to spike higher, that's going to be a major problem. We don't see that happening, but it's kind of been our stance ever since 1971 when the U.S. dollar left the gold standard and John Connolly said, it's our currency, but your problem. And that's been the United States way of viewing debt for a long time. We don't see that changing. 
Ryan, you alluded to this for just a second, uh, and I want to revisit it. Uh, I have been a little bit skeptical of this rally that we've had, Mm -hmm. thinking that there's probably another leg down here. And you kind of talked a little bit about uh, that there could be some volatility with selling May and go away and that type of thing. Are you uh, anticipating a correction again before uh, stocks go higher? Yeah, we are, John. I mean, like you said, as we speak, I know stocks are up a lot right now, but, you know, up 30% from those lows. We think a move back down on the S&P at least to 2650, 2600, which is about 9 or 10%, would be perfectly normal. And in fact, it'd be it'd be what we want, right? I mean, you don't want to just chase something that keeps running higher because you know what tends to happen. It's going to eventually pull back. So a well-deserved pull, I call it the Charlie Brown shirt, right? Well, I mean, we, we want some Exum up and down, up and down like a Charlie Brown shirt on, on the, as his market continues to carve out lows. But our, our bot base case is March 23 was it. That's when the Fed came out with all those backstops. That was when the market made its lows. We do not anticipate uh, the S&P to violate those or even go down to touch them, to be honest. We see a lot of positives on this momentum we're seeing. But a well-deserved 10% correction or so on the S&P, it's going to be scary when it happens. But that could be perfectly normal to digest a 30% bounce that we've seen over the past seven weeks. Hey, Ryan, we've got about a minute and a half at this point. Um, One of the great debates right now for businesses across the country is whether to stay in shelter mode or whether to open. What's your thought about how we're dealing with this as a country? Well, yeah, I'm down here in South Carolina. We took a drive um, on Sunday with the kids just in the car. and There's some businesses opening up. We saw 30 people in line to go into a store and probably only two or three of them had a mask on. I mean, so my concerns are the same as everyone else's. Do we get a second wave and, and how quickly we come back? The reality of the fact is there are certain industries like cruise ships and, and some of these other areas that are directly impacted. We just see it's going to be so hard for those areas to come back. But at the same time, with the ingenuity of people, you know, we're doing you know, we're doing this through, you know, a camera in my office. Right. And so many people are talking to their doctors in different ways like this and working from home. So there's going to be expansion. There's going to be places that improve. Uh, we think, you know, healthcare and industrials will be two of the areas. But some of the most beaten up areas that have been impacted by what's just happened. They might struggle coming out of this when we get to the other side, in our view. We have been talking to Ryan Dietrich, senior market strategist at LPL Financial, frequent guest on the Get Ready for the Future show, and we are about out of time. But, Ryan, just want to take the opportunity to thank you again for being with us. We appreciate so much uh, the partnership of LPL Financial and you and your team and all the work that they do for our clients. Hey, put a good, win for, put a good word into Burt for me later, will you? I appreciate that, guys. Thank you. <laughs> Very good. We'll talk to you again soon. That's Ryan Dietrich. The Get Ready for the Future show continues right after this. Get off the crazy train and onto a more dependable track with the Gen Wealth team. All aboard the Get Ready for the Future show after the break. You ain't heard nothing yet. Buckle up, because we're back with the Get Ready for the Future show. Our thanks again to Ryan Dietrich joining us from LPL Financial. Always enjoy his insights. And he mentioned Burt White there at the end of that segment. If you weren't with us at the beginning of the last segment, a reminder that Burt's going to be our guest tomorrow night at 7 o'clock for a special uh, presentation and an online workshop that we are presenting entitled Four Questions We Should Be Asking in Light of the Pandemic. And Bert has been on the show as well uh, many times, longtime guest of the program, and he is the Managing Director and Chief Investment Officer with LPL Financial. And I want to talk just a couple of minutes here as, before, as we continue on the show about what's going to be inside of that workshop. We mentioned a, few, uh, a little more than 100 people have already signed up and we have limited space. So if you want to sign up and be a part of that, we know a lot of people are at home. 7 o'clock tomorrow night. It will be a closed event, we'll call it, right? I mean, yep. you have to sign up, and only those people will be in, so you can't just watch it on Facebook Live. All you have to do to register is go to our website. But it's a great opportunity to really I, – I tweeted earlier today that we know everybody has lots of questions during this pandemic about a lot of different things. We're honing in on four that has to do have to do with your retirement. Let me clarify about the date because some people are catching this on Wednesday on Facebook yeah. Live, and then some people are going to hear this on the radio show on Saturdays. And so this is for April 30th, so Thursday, April 30th at 7 p.m. John, you want to talk a little bit about what we're going to be discussing? Yeah, first of all, if you don't know who Burt White is, that's okay because he's not 
not really a household name. Bert uh, is the managing director and, as you said, Scott, the chief investment officer at LPL Financial. But let me just say that Bert is probably one of the smartest people that I know about uh, retirement, investments, your money. Uh, he is one of the key leaders of the broker-dealer that we use at GenWealth, and we have an option there. We don't work for LPL. Right. We choose to partner with them because we feel like they deliver great value to our clients and to us as a firm. And so Bert is at the head of a lot of things that are going on at LPL Financial. LPL Financial is the largest independent broker dealer in the in the nation, according to Financial Planning Magazine, for like, I don't know, uh, 20 years or something like that, some long period of time. And so it, it, this is not just some guy that we've gotten off the street to talk to you a little bit. Bert knows what's going on. Bert has been through a lot of this and is going to add a lot to the conversation. I think it's important also for you to uh, know that that you do need to sign up and be sure that you get the right registration those of you who are already signed up, you'll be getting a substitute email because we're having to shift a little bit because we've exceeded the volume that we could use on our previous uh, uh, vendor for this. You'll have a new email in your inbox a little bit later today uh, to register for that or to actually uh, provide the link for that. And the process is still going to be the same. So uh, we're going to talk about whether you need to be doing something different now in light of COVID-19 as far as your retirement is concerned. But one of the the bigger things, guys, is the fact that we are going to be talking about now what? Uh, you know, maybe you've been hurt by this from a financial standpoint. Maybe you're going, okay, I don't want to ever get caught again like this because I did get caught off guard with this and somehow financially. We're going to have a lot of information like that and some solutions in that area as well. Yeah. And one of the things I think that I have uh, learned from sitting with clients over the past few years is that many people we know when it comes to retirement, it's like the Israelites wandering in the desert for 40 yeah. years. We, we're, we're throwing yeah. money at this, we're throwing money at that, but we really don't have have a clear idea of where we're going, where our destination is, where that promised land and when that promised land is going to be in sight. I sat with a, a gentleman just yesterday who was taking advantage of the free financial planning that we are offering through June uh, 30th, and he had made an investment decision about seven or eight years ago, and it was based on where he was at the time. It was based on he'd accumulated some savings and he'd and suffered a job loss, and his mindset triggered some of the decision-making process. Now, I'm not saying whether that was the right or the wrong decision to make, but you think about where we are now. And you think mm -hmm. about people's fear and seeing those account values go down, worrying about their health. That can lead to some decisions based on where you are today, which can be detrimental to where you'll be later. I think it's, it goes back to what I've said before, is that you've got to think about your economy, mm -hmm. not the economy, because we are seeing you know, bad numbers coming in. We saw a GDP number come in and it looked ugly. And uh, we're going to see more unemployment, you know, beginning to to show itself in these results that are coming in from all the government reporting agencies and what have you. But I think, Janet, to your point a little bit earlier, you've got to look at your situation yeah. and not just do a knee-jerk reaction on, oh, that's it, I can't retire. I, I'm going to have to work another 10 years or something like that. That's not necessarily the case. I, I think many times fear causes people to do the wrong thing at the wrong time for the wrong reasons. And so you've got to take some time and let's get some answers to these questions. What do we do uh, at this point in response to COVID-19? How do you handle it? How, do, how has it impacted your economy, if you will? And what do you need to do moving forward to improve your situation? So again, if you're out there listening and you, and you uh, can join us Thursday evening, Thursday at 7 o'clock, plan to join us for that. And then and also, if you are wondering whether or not you can retire, now is a great opportunity for you to get an answer for that question specific to your unique details. Remember, that opportunity is available through June 30th that we are waiving the financial planning fee. That's normally a cost of around $1,000. And so you can come in or do this by video and get your answers personalized to you and to decide whether or not you can retire. I want to magnify what Scott said earlier. A lot of people react to things. Mm -hmm. We don't want you to react to something. We're not asking you to sit down with us and react to something. 
we're asking you to take a good math and science evaluation of where you are. And that is a completely different deal than just reacting or trying to buy a stock that looks like it's rallying because, you know, they're in the technology area or something like that. That is not the play that you need to be running in this situation. You need to have calm, reasoned, well thought out process in place. And that is what we call the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process. It's the same process that we've used with people for years and years and years, being been very successful at not only retiring people, but keeping people retired. And I think that's the key, Scott, because the big threat here, as Dr. Fowl said on our last program, mm-hmm. uh, the big threat here is that you take bad returns in a market and you run out of money. And that is the death of your retirement. Yeah, you mentioned Dr. Fowl. That's Dr. Wade Fowl. He was on with us uh, for two segments of the Get Ready for the Future show last week. Uh, We will uh, definitely encourage you, if you missed that show, to go back and check it out on podcast. But he said a lot of uh, things that really play into the way we build a plan. And so when you talk about not making decisions based on fear or emotion at all, how do you remove that? from your situation. The best way to do it is to have that written plan on paper on purpose. So let's build the plan. And then the plan determines the decisions that you're going to make, both from an investment perspective and on a retirement perspective. When you're trying to select the age that you're going to retire, you know, Janet, you said something earlier about seeing those 401ks maybe become 201ks or seeing significant declines in your assets. That may or may not have changed your retirement timeline. But how do you know unless you have a plan? Guys, let's talk a little bit about how you personalize this. We we have said for a long time, we believe your retirement should be more. That's the name of our book. Your retirement should be more. And one of the mores is more personal. So how do you get a personalized plan? And what does that really mean? It's something that's going to deal with your needs. It's something that's going to focus on your unique risks. What are your concerns that maybe your next door neighbor doesn't have? What is unique to you? So how do you walk through that process and make sure that what you have is really personalized to you? Well, I think it obviously starts with that written plan. Uh, We've said it hundreds of times on this show. We'll say it again until you start listening. You know, it's kind of like the preacher. Uh, We're going to tell you that it needs to be on paper on purpose. It doesn't need to be in your head. Yes, it starts in your head, but you need to get it down on paper because here's what happens. Without a plan, you panic. You, you think, I'm supposed to do something. They're, the markets are going crazy. I'm supposed to be pivoting in some way. No, not necessarily so. If your plan is built properly, then that pivot is not really necessary. We've had hundreds of reviews since this started here at GenWealth amongst all of our advisors talking with our clients about where we are. And I can tell you that we have not pivoted with any client. We have said, look, here's how your plan is set up. We anticipated things like this, and we didn't change a whole lot about what was going on in their plan. No plans have been scrapped at GenWealth. We are still working the plan. There's no question about that. You know, I think about the client who has uh, talked to me about retiring in this summer, and this summer, and it has not changed. His plan to retire has not changed because the plan is in place. And one of the things we had done was we we haven't even transferred his assets out of his employer plan yet. We are still working within the parameters of his employer plan. But one of the things we did a couple of months ago was to start to make that more conservative, start to get out of equities. And when all of this happened in late February and early March, he talked to me and said, you must have had a premonition. (laughs) No, I didn't have a premonition. We don't ever know the when, right? right? But we know that it is likely to happen. So if you're getting close to retirement, it's about, as John mentioned, your economy. Your timing is that you need to be conservative on some of your investments, the investments you're going to plan to use early on in retirement. I had the the same conversation really with a a couple who's getting ready to retire. They're about a year out, but we did the same thing inside of their 401k because we knew we had, you know, really just right at one year and we can't lose what you've taken all that time to build up. Think about it this way. It's the financial version of shelter in place right? This is what you need to do with your 401k at this point. So that yeah. you don't have to shelter That's in place right. in retirement, right? That's right. Yes. Guys, I think the bottom line of this is that people want to know, can I still retire? Here's the deal. You don't know that answer until you analyze it. 
don't take someone's word for it and just go, oh, yeah, I think you can still retire. Or, oh, no, that just uh, this is not a short process. This is an involved process. Now, it doesn't take weeks or anything like that, but it does take some time. It's not a flippant answer. And so if you are going to base the rest of your life and the rest of your income for the rest of your life on a decision, doesn't that decision need to be well thought out, very methodical, and based on math and science as opposed to probabilities and guesswork? It's just that simple. So give us a call at 501-653-7355. That's 501-653-7355. We've got offices all across the state of Arkansas and in Bossier City, Louisiana. We would love to meet with you, talk with you about the possibilities of you retiring, even in the face of a pandemic here at Wealth Financial Advisors. And remember, if you are 55 and older or one of the spouses in the couple is 55 or older, that financial planning fee has been waived through June 30th. So a great opportunity for you to get the planning done for no charge. So let's build the plan and the plan will determine the decisions made in pre-retirement years and in retirement years. We've got one more break to take and we'll take it now and be back with the final segment of today's Get Ready for the Future show. Want to know what goes on in the studio? During this break, go subscribe to the Gen Wealth Financial Advisors YouTube channel and get all the straight talk on retirement, investments, and your money. Want more straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money? Listen to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Now back to the Get Ready for the Future show. Talking today in this final segment, uh, more specifics about what that plan looks like. You know, we were mentioning in the last segment about your financial plan should be more personal. It shouldn't be a cookie cutter approach. You know, I think about when you go into a neighborhood and you see all of those spec homes, right? The homes that have been built prior to an owner uh, taking occupancy of it. They all tend to look very similar, right? And if money was no object, would you rather have a spec home or would you have one customized that you met with the architect, you built the floor plan, you watched it go up, you picked out everything inside of it? I would rather have the customized home. I know that most people yeah. would. Sure. So that is really the gist of what the financial plan for you looks like. The retirement income plan, we call it going through the ready-to-retire process, the GenWealth ready-to-retire process. And it begins with an analysis of your income needs and your income wants. We've used a house analogy to describe how this is built. And the foundation of your retirement income house is the required income you're going to need. I can't tell you that day in and day out when we meet with clients, people focus on the account value. They focus on the asset level of what they have accumulated because that's really either all they know to do or what they have been conditioned to do. I think that's probably more than likely the right answer there. We don't often take a look at it from an income perspective first. So take that off the table. What you've saved, your asset level, don't worry about that yet. It's going to be important, but the first thing we have to do is analyze your income. I'm going to paraphrase and, and somewhat quote Dr. Fowl uh, from his interview last week. Uh, great interview, by the way. If you haven't uh, had an opportunity to hear that, go and check it out on our podcast from last week. But Dr. Fowl talked about the fact that it is not about investments. It is, if you are depending upon an investment manager to get you through something, that's not the deal. You have to be planning. And most people don't understand, yeah. Janet, the, the, the nuanced differences between that, uh, the investment side of things and the planning side of things. So let's dig deep into the planning side. Well, we've, we've talked about, to use this analogy, uh, if you were playing basketball and then you switch to playing football, you've got to realize that the rules are different. You know, you can't you can't dribble the football when you're running from one end of the field to to the other. That's I've now seen called some players a, try to do yeah, that. Yeah, that's now called a fumble, and you're going to be in trouble. So the same thing that you should do in basketball, you should not do in football. Now think about in the world of investing. There is the accumulation phase, and then there's distribution. Those are two completely different games, if you will, with completely different rules. So the things that work to your advantage in accumulation, like when the market fluctuates, you just continue to put money in. You don't want to continue to withdraw money out when the market is fluctuating. That's, that's the equivalent of a financial fumble. And you have to understand that it's very much like the phrase we use in business. What got you here won't 
won't get you there. The same thing is true in retirement. What got you to the precipice of retirement will not get you through retirement. You have to have a plan that is specific to retirement income planning. So Scott, let's break that down and talk a little bit about the differences. An investment manager is probably not going to have a conversation with you about cash flow management. Right. They're going to say, "Well, that's up to you. Yeah, we're just we're just, you know, managing your investments for you." Well, that leaves a hole. You, you don't really have an opportunity to get advice in that area. They're probably not going to talk to you about debt management. You know, obviously if you have debt going into retirement, you'd like to get rid of that as soon as possible because that really means that you are diverting money from the things that you really want to pay for to the things that you have to pay for. And if you can get rid of debt, then that frees up more discretionary money for your spending. So you've got debt management, you tax management. They're probably not going to talk to you about tax managing. Now, they may do some tax loss harvesting or something like that, but they're really not going to look at things from an overall tax per, uh, standpoint or engage with your tax preparer, uh, your CPA or or accountant or whatever the case may be, they're probably not going to do that. They're just going to send them a statement and say, here's what you got. And, and that's, that's the, the, I guess the, the lack of efficiency there is that you're only focusing on one aspect of your finances. And that is all totally placed on rate of return. And right now rate of return isn't getting you anywhere. Right. And when you think about where interest rates are and what bonds or fixed income may do in the next 20 years compared to the last 20 years or 30 years. Because I think that's a a big component of this, John, is that the traditional investment management or wealth management has been based that way because it might have worked better in the past than it does now. And the the type of uh, wealth management that you have to have in retirement has changed moving forward. One of the things I'm going to ask Bert White when he's on with us during our webinar tomorrow night is, Bert, tell me what your outlook is for bonds mm-hmm. over the next 10 years, because bonds are traditionally a very vital part of a portfolio when it comes to retirement. And I think he's going to tell us something that we probably don't want to hear, yeah. that that bonds are probably not going to perform mm-hmm. like they have in the past. And so if they're not going to perform like they have in the past, I don't think you can depend on those bonds to give you the results that you're looking for that you may be tying to your past experience. Guys, let's talk about another area that is critical to include in your retirement income planning, and that is dealing with survivor income protection. So when one of you passes away, let's assume that you're both at the stage where you're already drawing Social Security. The lowest of those two Social Security checks goes away. Okay, so you've, you've lost, let's say, half of your Social Security income. Does that matter? Is that going to make a critical difference for your household, or is it okay? You've got to address that. So many people look at investments as here's this pool of investments and they're performing okay, so we're good, right? There's so much more to it. You've got to look at your overall income sources. What pensions do you have? What survivor benefits do those pensions have if they have them? And what happens with Social Security? How do you plan for Social Security income as a couple, not just an individual decision? There's so many factors that go into this and you can't just look at your investments as their own little basket. You've got to think about how they couple with all of your other income sources. I think sometimes we think that if I can just make enough money in my portfolio, it'll cure all of my problems. Well, that's not necessarily true. Any more than if you just make more money, then you're going to be rich financially, unless you do the things after you're paid to control that money and direct it where you want it to go and get the outcomes that you're looking for. You're just making more money and you're just spending more money. And that's uh, we've seen over the years, you know, people just end up spending everything that they make, even if they they have this career path that just goes up and up and up. They just keep spending what they make. It's because they don't plan. And that's that's the problem. And in retirement, the the lack of planning basically causes you to reach dead ends, you know, where you as Janet was talking about, have a situation where you didn't plan properly for survivor income, and now it's too late. Maybe you made a decision about something that you wish you could go back and unwind, but you can't. All of those things are, are things, Scott, that, that wise counsel uh, provides you. And that's what our mission statement is about, is to provide wise counsel to our clients through trusted advisors. Yeah, and I think when you think about people walking into retirement, you have to ask yourself, what did you save all of this money for? 
-hmm. What are the purposes of that money? And the answer for most people is, is so they can have that secure feeling in retirement. But many times they may be really too fearful to sell anything and utilize that as income. But I think the main reason they have that fear is that they don't know if or if they'll run out of money before they run out of time because of the uncertainty because they have no plan they call it a just in case retirement yes. i'm not going to do, sell anything i'm not going to t pull any money out just in case something happens and and things like this this pandemic kind of reinforces yes. that just in case well, mindset i had to have that conversation with my parents years ago because they had it, my mom was a teacher my dad was a farmer so you can imagine you know the income stream for the two of them was not tremendously high at any point in time and they would always buy you know a, a used vehicle which i'm not opposed to a used vehicle but there are levels of used vehicles you know and gently used yeah not so gently <laughs> yeah used. and you know mom Mom was at a point where she could frankly go and and write a check for whatever vehicle it didn't have to be used she could do that but she was still in that mindset of okay I'm going to look at an $8,000 car and it took like it was an intervention from me and my brother to get her to spend a little bit more and not to say you know she didn't go out and get a $60,000 vehicle yeah. she went out and got something reasonable but the point is she has learned to be able to enjoy what she worked so hard to save instead of continuing to live in that just in case mindset so that was the final bell meaning it's time for our final thoughts and, and I'll go back to something we've said throughout this broadcast is that let's build the plan and the plan determines our decision making. Don't let emotions dictate how you're going to respond during this time of crisis and how it could be detrimental to your decisions down the road in retirement. The plan can help remove emotion from your finances. I would say the most important thing that we've talked about today is the opportunity that you have to move forward in two ways. So Thursday night, the webinar, 7 p.m., join us for that. And then also to get together your personalized financial plan. If you are age 55 or up, that is at no cost to you for financial planning now through June 30th. Take advantage of it. My final thought is that as we move into the next week, GenWealth is opening its doors again. Our staff is going to be here for the most part, and we're opening our doors to our clients so you can come in and deal with us on uh, whatever level that you'd like to, but we will still be doing video conferencing. If you have that uh, desire to have that distance still, we will still be doing video conferencing and exchanging information online in a secure way, but we also will be able to see you at our offices, all six offices, across the state of Arkansas and in northwest Louisiana. So reaching out is easy. It can be a phone call, 501-653-7355. Again, it's 501-653-7355. You can call that number now and send an appointment, or you can reach out via email. Just send it to info at getreadyforthefuture.com. Our thanks to Ryan Dietrich for joining us on today's broadcast. That's it for the Get Ready for the Future show. We'll see you again next week. The GenWealth Financial Team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 501-653-7355. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. GenWealth Financial Advisors is an Arkansas-registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. The Get Ready for the Future show is a production of GenWealth Financial Advisors, and opinions expressed are not those of this radio station and are for general information only. 